Hey everyone, have you wondered if following a training plan is right for you or how to avoid injury, especially when you're increasing your training for longer race distances? Well, our guest today will share her inspiring story and cover these topics as she talks about how she went from not running to running her first 5K, now running half marathons. And she'll also share her journey around how she had to push through the fear of running farther and faster. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Inspire to Run Podcast. Here, you will find inspiration. Whether you are looking to take control of your health and fitness or you are a seasoned runner looking for community and some extra motivation, you will hear inspiring stories from amazing runners along with helpful tips from fitness experts. Now, here's your host, Richard Connor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inspire to Run Podcast. I'm so excited to share with you this inspirational running journey by C.G. Serdula. She's a busy mom of four, wife, and full-time nurse working in healthcare marketing who enjoys spreading her love for running and motivating others through her Instagram account, C.G. Runs. Welcome to the show, C.G. Thank you, Richard. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here as well. You have such an amazing Instagram account and your posts are truly inspirational. So couldn't wait to get you on the show to share some of that inspiration with our community. So let's kick things off and just learn a little bit about you. Okay, thanks. Tell us a little bit about how you got into running. Like what was that, you know, when did that start? What was that like for you? Just kind of wind the clock back and tell us before the Instagram page, if you will. (laughs) Okay, I gotcha. Well, um, you know, I was not an especially athletic child, um, a kid. So, I mean, I grew up in a very small town, very small school. So there really wasn't that many opportunities, I guess I would say to like, like if you didn't play softball or, you know, want to do basketball, that really is the only options for, for a girl where I grew up. So I just played outside, you know, just, just a little country girl, grew up on a dirt road, um, playing hide and seek with my cousin. So I, I, I didn't play sports, but I was a very active child. And so, um, after I graduated and um, took my first big girl job, um, I met um, a coworker who was into running. And so I thought it was like, I mean, I knew of runners, you know, not anybody personally, but I knew people did it for fun. And so she was the first person that um, I actually, you know, met one-on-one that did it for fun. So she was talking to me about it a little bit. And then she's she had actually set up with another coworker to run a 5K and the other coworker, so she canceled on her and she asked me, she's like, hey, do you want to come run this with me this weekend? I was like, okay, fine. I had no idea, like the distance I had, you know, uh, signed myself up for or anything, but um, she was a real, a real sport about it. So she ran, walked with me and I think our finishing time was like 45 minutes, but um, it was a good time. And actually more than anything, when I got finished with it, like I had such a sense of accomplishment and I was like, wow, you know, I really did that. And it just felt so good throughout the day. So I really think that that's when the running bug bit me, but like it was years until I actually um, got into running, if you want to call it that. I mean, it was really, I'd say three or four years passed from that time. Um, had my um, my son. Um, so that was, you know, after that, you know, 
moms that we're, we're thinking about, you know, getting back to normal, you know, um, just fresh air, getting out of the house and everything. And so I was doing walks in the afternoon and um, still on maternity leave at this time. And, you know, I had gotten up to maybe five miles and I thought, well, if I'm walking five miles, you know, I should be able to run a little bit. So I started jogging a little bit with the walks and um, before you knew it, you know, four or five months had passed and I actually ran my first mile. So, and the rest is history. That was maybe 2016. No, no, no. I think it was 20, 2014, actually. So I just kind of run walked up until maybe 2017. I got a little bit more serious with it. So. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, you know, when you're telling your story about running that first 5K with your friend and how you felt at the end of it, that feeling I'd love to be able to share with everyone. Because if you're, if you don't think that you're a runner, if you've never run before, running a 5K may seem really daunting. So Mm -hmm. hats off to you to, for doing it. But at the end, you were proud, you had that sense of accomplishment. And like you said, it was fun. So I'd love to be able to share that and impart that in others to know that that's what's waiting for them on the mm-hmm. other side of that 5k, right? To exactly. get them inspired yeah, to yeah, do yeah. that. I wish you could just bottle it up, you know? Um, I never would have done that on my own. I never would have. So it just took that extra, you know, push to like, hey, come do this with me. <laughs> right. And, and kudos to your friend for getting you involved. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to do that with, you know, somebody. I'm constantly trying to recruit new runners um, in my everyday life. I'm like, hey, do you want to come run with me? So I've got a neighbor that actually moved in. We run together occasionally. It's nice. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I'm, I personally run alone. Yeah, I don't know why. I just it's just my thing. But running in a group or running with others is is really motivational, and it really kind of helps you stay accountable. I'm sure running with your your neighbor is going to help them, but also mm-hmm. help you, right? And keeping accountable with your training plan or just kind of getting out there. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you know our paces are similar. So you know that helps too. I kind of get self-conscious a little bit when somebody, you know, I'm in a running group, a Facebook running group locally, and there's constantly people posting like, hey, do you want to join me? But I don't feel like I'm quite fast enough, I guess, to like run with um, a lot of the people that normally post. It, it just worked out. Like me and uh, my neighbor were about the same pace. And then another coworker, actually, um, we started running together about three years ago. And our paces are similar. We, we actually try to plan our peak race for the year together. And so, and we'll train together throughout the year. So I, I really enjoy that, you know, that building friendship around running. I love that. I love that. And even though I run alone, I've met so many wonderful people like yourself through kind of the running community, through the podcast or through races. And I truly, truly enjoy meeting new people, hearing these stories. Uh, it's just, it's really a joy. So, so thank you for sharing that. And, you know, I, I appreciate you sharing kind of what it was like for you to get into running. And I'd love to talk a little bit about what was that like for you physically? So you mentioned you were walking and then you walked up to five miles you're like hey maybe I can run Mm -hmm. so you started to run a little bit more so tell me about you know that takes us kind of to the movement pillar what was that like for you did you follow a specific plan or how did how did you kind of go through that process okay yeah so I really did not follow a plan I was really really a novice at that point just having the friends that did it for fun and and you know that's essentially what I was doing it for but I remember thinking, you know, that you had to to run, in my mind, 
you had to go fast and it was, it hurt and it was, it was hard. And building up to that mile, I remember, you know, I think I had read somewhere where it's just slow down, just slow down to where it feels almost awkward. And that was the key for me in completing that first mile is not paying attention to what at that time I had, I did not have a running watch. So I I had an app, app, map my run. And so not paying attention to what your pace was or anything. It's just about completing it in that jog, you know, and I think my pace ended up being somewhere like around 14, 13 minutes a mile. I don't know, but I did it. And um, that's what mattered. And from that point on, just the consistency, you know, the pace, it come down and my, my speed built. So it's just, it was hard at first. I'm not a natural runner. And so just to continue to see my my paces come down and like my, and to get faster, it's really motivating. All right. And, you know, as you're kind of walking through, you didn't follow a plan. So that's, that's great that on your own, you're looking to, you know, improve and you're looking to kind of stay with it. And so, so that's really wonderful. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those first, for those first few uh, years that I, you know, did it, I'd say the first year, maybe two years, year and a half, something like that. It was really just about getting comfortable with it, getting comfortable with running and think, you know, I guess even mentally, like, uh, you know, I can do this, you know, it's just, I don't, I tried, I had to overcome that block of, you know, I'm not athletic. What am I doing out here? Um, But once I got there, my dad was actually very motivating as well. So he was running for, for fitness, you know, and so he would talk to me and he tried to, um, convinced me to sign up for a 5k in town by myself. At this point, I knew what a 5k was. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I don't know if I can run it consecutively mile after mile complete through, but I signed up for it and worked towards it for a few months. I don't remember like exactly, but I I did that. He actually came out to watch me do it and finished it. I think my time was, you know, around 35 minutes or something, if I'm remembering correctly, but it, it was it was fun and it was a huge sense of accomplishment to be able to complete that. So that's really great. And, you know, so, so now let's fast forward a little bit. Now you're, you're inspiring others and now you're sharing a lot about your runs. And I know you have big goals in terms of what you want to do in your running journey. So tell us a little bit about what is it like for you now? Like what kind of races are you doing? And, you know, are, are you following a specific plan or training plan now? How does that go for How's that going for you? Yeah. So now I'm just trying to increase my, my weekly mileage, you know, and uh, before, you know, know, I kind of settled into the comfort of about, you know, 15, 17, 18 miles a week under 20. Okay. Under 20 for the most part. But last year I really wanted to focus on increasing that closer to 25 miles a week. And so, yes, I had to follow a plan, you know, to be able to do that. And I signed up for a half marathon last year and I just, you know, kind of took a, a generic internet plan for a half marathon. And so, and I, I added to it. So I created it, but the neighbor that I was telling you about that I ran with, she followed Hanson's half marathon me- method. And so at that point I was really afraid of the mileage that that plan called for because I had dealt with some shin splints earlier last year and I was terrified that those were going to come back, you know, following some, you know, a plan that was such high mileage, even in their beginner plan. 
So I didn't follow that. However, she did. And our goal, though, was two hour under two hour half marathon. And she was able to complete that. And my time was two hours and seven minutes. So I was happy to like actually run an official half marathon. So I wasn't too upset about the time. But seeing that that worked for her, chose to, to follow their plan this year for my recent half marathon um, back in December. And again, I'm a little bit afraid of higher mileage. So what I did was combined uh, their just finish plan and their beginner plan. And so I peaked at maybe 35 miles a couple of weeks and I was able to do it without getting shin splints. And so that was a huge success. And more importantly, I actually finished in, you know, an hour and 57 minutes. And so I hit that two, you know, under two hour goal that I was, you know, striving for. So that's huge. So I'm definitely a huge Hanson fan now. So I'm going to use that for uh, the one that I plan to run at the end of this year too. And hopefully as I'm able to build up my mileage, I'll actually be able to to follow their um, beginner or their advanced plan without worry, too much worry anyway. Uh, well, congratulations. That, that's really wonderful. And, and, you know, congratulations on your time. Like you said, two hours and seven minutes for your first one. That's, that's really a great time. And it sounds like you're putting in the work and you're really dedicated to performing well when you get out there. So hats off to you. And I'd love to, you know, just kind of hear the story about how that first marathon went. Like, yeah. Maybe not mile by mile, but tell us a little bit, you know, about how you're feeling, how you're running, what kind of, you know, just a little bit about that race. Yeah. So the first one, I really, I think I set a conservative goal. You know, I kind of fell off. I originally wanted the two hour, you know, under two hours, I think maybe a month into training for it. I just, I was like, there's no way I can run nine minute miles. I, I tried it a couple times. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to adjust my goal. So I did adjust it. And I think it was like maybe around 930 is where I wanted to be. And so I got pretty comfortable with that. And I remember thinking the first couple of miles into it, just, I guess when you're actually in the environment, you know, you've got the crowd at the beginning and you've got the people running around you like that helps. It helps a lot. So I felt really good, better than what I expected. And so I did, um, I did a little bit better than what I thought. I think my goal, um, I adjusted my goal, even though I wanted two hours, I was like two hours and 10 minutes. So I did better. I did two hours and seven and I think I just attribute that to, you know, everybody being around me, you know, and the, the feeling of, you know, whatever you want to call that, just feeding off of that, that positive energy, you know. And I remember my, my boss, who's a runner also, he, um, he biked to a couple, he, he was at the beginning of it. And then he came about halfway in and he's like, how are you feeling? I was like, I feel great. <laughs> So I really felt good. I was, you know, motivated after that, you know, and I'm thinking, well, it really brought into perspective that I could hit, you know, under two hours in the next one if I wanted to, if I trained right and all. And um, this past year, this past December, I was, you know, able to do that. And and it was, you know, very similar. It was a different race. So it was down in Panama City. It was very flat. The one previous to it was a little bit more hilly. So that factored in a little bit, I know. But there was more people at the one that I just finished. And so I had even more of that crowd, you know, support on the course, whereas we didn't have that here in town at the small one that I did um, a couple years ago. So that was that was fun. It was a good race. 
That's really great. And, you know, I'll share a little bit about my own journey. I did my first half marathon a couple of years ago. It was the beginning of the pandemic. And I had no desire of doing anything more than a 5K. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I'm a, I was a cross-country runner. That's what we did. We're 5Ks. We'd run farther than not, obviously, for training, but never any interest. So the reason why I did it was to prepare for a Spartan race, mm -hmm. which I had intended to do, which is an obstacle course race. I intended to do a trifecta that year, which included a race that was a half marathon distance. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to run that type of race, I want to be able to run a half marathon distance. Exactly. Then the pandemic happened. Everything got canceled. Everything went virtual. And I still did it. I still did the race virtually. My running coach actually came with me. So it was kind of funny how you talked about uh -huh. kind of the energy of people around you because he really pushed me. First, it was so nice for him to do that. Right. Um, but he really kind of pushed me to, to do something I'd never done before which was to run the half marathon. So I did it successfully that year. And then the next year I said, you know what? I want to do the in-person race as things started to open mm -hmm. back up again. Similar to your situation, very hilly race. Um, you know, I probably didn't enjoy it as much towards the end. Yeah. I probably felt like, you know, a mile 10. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. But the good news is I did make it. I did have a, a decent time for, for that race and it felt great afterwards. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a journey for yeah. someone who's running 5Ks today, but not sure if they can run a half marathon or running half marathons today, not sure if they can run the marathon. Um, it is a bit of a journey to get there. But if you have the right training plan, like you were talking about, the right support system, the right, you know, experience, if you pick a race that you're excited about, it sounds like, you know, all those factors can make a really good race for you. Exactly. I'm 100% with you there. Very cool. Very cool. So, you know, you talked a little, little bit about kind of the motivation piece, like how you keep going. And you mentioned about, you know, your dad, you mentioned a little bit about the, the Facebook group and now, you know, your neighbors that you're running with. So what keeps you going? What keeps you going to get a better time or run a longer distance or like what, what motivates you? I don't you? know besides being crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I'm a I guess competitive person by nature, you know, running just provides a lot of stress release for me. You know, it kind of separates, you know, real life, I guess, like the, the day in day out job, you know, take care of kids and everything. It just kind of separates it, you know, for a minute, you can just like focus on what you're doing and it, everything else just kind of drowns out. So it's just, it's cleansing, I guess, in a way for me. And in addition, when you throw in that competitiveness, you know, that I have just naturally, I mean, not necessarily against others, but it's just like a competitiveness against myself. Like this is the time that I did and I know I can do better. I feel like I can do better. And so just constantly taking those boxes, you know, that's kind of what it's about for me. Um, it's, it's, it's a great outlet, you know, it's definitely a great outlet. Yeah, that, that's super important. And it's super important to want to improve yourself. And it's not necessarily, there's some folks who are competitive in a way they want to be on the podium, which is great, uh -huh. right? There's nothing against that. And there's many others who just want to improve themselves. And that that's wonderful as well. And that keeps you going. So I appreciate you sharing that. And one of the questions that I like to ask all of our guests that come on the show is, what would you say is the biggest obstacle that you faced in your running journey? And how did you overcome it? injury maybe just because I'm new and I'm competitive and so I tend to push myself probably a little bit too much 
you know, initially I got like a little ankle niggle when I first started. So I was able to fix that with shoes. You know, I read a little bit and realized I was probably wearing the wrong shoes. Then I kind of developed like an IT band issue. I self-diagnosed, but, you know, with, um, you know, doing some of the things I found online, I was able to resolve that. What really scares me was, you know, when I got shin splints because they, I, I was able to get, get rid of them. And then they came back once they increased my mileage. And so that happened. It was, it was like a cycle. Like they, they came back now like three times. And so that's constantly in the back of my mind, but I was able to complete this last training cycle, the hardest training cycle I've ever done without even the hint that they were there. And so I think it's just, you know, educating myself and reading, making sure I'm doing all the things that I should stretching, you know, before stretching the right, you know, my calves and things like that, paying attention to my nutrition. I don't think I was eating or hitting those caloric needs on a day in day out basis um, before. So that really is my biggest struggle is just, you know, making sure that I, you know, take care of myself outside of running so that those injuries don't pop up. Yeah. That's really important. A lot of what you said first, having the right shoes and, I'll tell a quick story here. Again, when I was running in high school, I knew nothing about running. And I had, I guess, whatever they're called, cross cross trainers. Uh And I had really big shoes and it just did not go well my first couple of weeks. I learned really quickly that I needed proper running shoes. So that is a super important point that even if you do have running shoes, make sure you get the ones that are fitted for you and that are right for you based on, based on your body. And and you could do that in any running store. And there's a lot of, you know, online help that can help you get there. So that's a really important point. And then, you know, warm ups and stretching another great point that honestly, I don't personally don't even do enough of. I'm terrible at it. (laughs) Right. So I think a lot of people are, you know, fall victim to just wanting to get out there and run. And then when you get back and you just kind of get on with your day and it's something I need to do a lot better. And you're right. And I mean, the more miles you're running, the more prone, you know, to injury, I assume. So if you're not warming up properly and getting your body ready, it's, um, it could, it could be problematic. I mean, some people say, Oh, I never stretch and I'm just fine. I'm like, that's great. I guess it depends. (laughs) I'm, I am not that kind of runner because it will catch up to me. Yeah, it definitely depends on on you. And and that's really the advice is do what works for you. But if you're running into these situations like injury, you know, you're giving really good advice. And then, you know, you touched on nutrition. I mean, that's a really great one, because someone may think, well, if they're running in maybe in the beginning to lose weight, Mm -hmm. they're probably going to eat less, but not realizing they're eating less than what they should be eating, because now they're running more, right? Right. And your body actually needs that. So you still could be eating less, but you need to be eating enough to fuel your run. So that's a really, really important point that you mentioned there. So, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. So, you know, kind of, this has been a wonderful conversation, by the way, I love your stories. I love the journey that you're on uh, and all the great tips uh, as a runner, as a, you know, as a relatively new runner, as you say, but yeah. it sounds like you've been running for a while. It yeah, sounds like I, just, I, got- feel, I still feel new. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Oh, no, you've got really great experience. And for someone who may be just starting out, I think this is going to be really helpful for them to hear, you know, your stories and your journey and what you're going through. You know, so kind of as we wind down here, what would you say would be like the one thing you would say to our community to help inspire them to run? Um, I would just say to just even even when you're not feeling like it, just, you know, put one foot in front of the other, just, you know, 
sometimes those days where you just feel like, you know, I just can't do it. I don't feel like it. I've had a busy day. Just, just go anyway, just do it. And then I think just that mindset. And then once you get out there and you get into the run and you get finished, you just realize how much you needed it. So just do it, just get out the door and, and do it. All right. Well, sage advice for our listeners. So I really appreciate that. And again, you have such a great following and great um, inspirational social media presence. So how can our community find you and follow you online? Yeah. So uh, the best way is my Instagram account, CG runs, C-I-J-I-R-U-N-S. I post a lot of my um, workouts there. Um, just kind of give a little synopsis of what, I, not everyone. Um, you can also find me on Strava. That's going to be the, I guess the, if you want to see everything I do, that's where you need to find me. But, um, I do post the highlights on Instagram. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So I will include that in the show notes to make it easy for our listeners to find and follow you. CG, this has been a wonderful conversation. Congratulations on your journey. And, you know, I wish you the best as you continue on to improving your time and looking at different races. And just thanks again for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thanks again, Richard. That's it for this episode of Inspired to Run podcast. We hope you are inspired to take control of your health and fitness and take it to the next level. Be sure to click the subscribe button to join our community. And also, please rate and review. Thanks for listening.